We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, I'm Joe Connolly. With the owner of a business we met at a WCBS business breakfast a couple of years ago before the pandemic, Jacqueline Rutigliano, who with her husband, Mark, had started a business that I think hits all the notes that customers want even more now, Hometown Flower Collective. And they have developed cool and fun ways to sell flowers. Jacqueline, tell us how you started selling. Thanks for having me on again, Joe. Nice to see you. Um, Well, my husband and I wanted to try something new. Um, The big thing with us is that we knew we wanted to support local farmers. And as we started to build our um, collective of local farmers that we would be sourcing from, we realized we didn't really have time to build out a brick and mortar store. So we decided to go mobile entirely. So we found a 1976 Ford F100 pickup truck about two towns over from our car. We stuck an awning on it, and we hit the road and popped up wherever people would host us, really. Look at that. So where did you sell from? Who hosted you? Along along the road? Yeah, well, um, legally, you can't really sell flowers on the side of the road. So what we do is we actually partner with local businesses, restaurants, venues all across the island, and we do events with them. So wherever we can legally park and pay for parking, we just have a beautiful parking spot, and, and that's where we pop up. Well, you must be a real traffic stopper. <laughs> yes, we have we have caused some traffic jams, for sure. Oh, and, and you draw more people into the businesses that you're near. Exactly. Partnering with other local businesses is really important to us. We really try to support and help each other out. So our goal is let's bring some foot traffic in. That's where we sort of do all of our design, our transactions. And then on the street, it's just something beautiful for the town to enjoy. Wow. Now, how has it gone for the last year and a half? What are you doing now? Update us. It's definitely been a roller coaster, like most other small businesses. Um, Last year, because of the fact that we were set up to be mobile and digital and the fact that our supply chain is 100% local, we were actually set up to operate and borderline thrive during the pandemic. It was a lot. It was just me and my husband. Um, But we were able to satisfy people when they really had a need. And that was a, a very moving and difficult time for us just to be there for people during what was happening in the pandemic. 
Um, this year, as we're coming out of all of that, we've doubled down on our truck. We're doing a lot of um, private events, which is new and exciting to see. We've increased our wedding work, which is something we never thought that we would be doing. And we've dipped our toe into brick and mortar. So we have a pop-up store um, in Huntington Village. We are sharing a space with a company called Endo Ethos right on Main Street. It's just a way for us to test the waters, see if brick and mortar is for us. Um, give some marketing, get us out of you know our own studio and try something new. Were you delivering flowers to people's homes during the pandemic? We were. We were already set up for contactless delivery. So our both our subscription service as well as our one-time stuff just it, it it just exploded. There was very little sleep over the last year. And when you say wedding business, do you take the truck to somebody's house or wedding site or what's that? Uh, so we do all the traditional stuff of a florist, you know, all of your your floral design. But then with the truck, um, we do a lot with her. We we her. You know, get booked. Yeah, she's a girl. She's a woman. <laughs> your third That's a fact exactly. for you for a fifty exactly. six Ford. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll use the truck for weddings for photo ops. We'll also do a lot with bridal showers, baby showers, anniversaries, bachelorette parties where we do workshops, flower bars, DIY stuff. We try to make things really experiential um, and just educate people and connect them with the beauty that grows nearby. So you make flowers for the guests at weddings? We can we can make the flowers, they can make the flowers, we do crowns, we do favors. We do a lot, Joe. We do a lot. Sure do. Neil. Joe and Jacqueline, so great to see you again and good to see you're doing well. Um, let me ask you, you were very well positioned as you talked about for digital, for um, you know, digital first and, and getting to customers directly. I wonder why do brick and mortar now? Is there a market that you haven't tapped into? You know, it's always just sort of been a dream of mine to have a storefront. When we set out, the original intention was to have sort of a mixed use space where flowers were part of it, um, but not the whole thing. And that's because I actually grew up around flowers. And so I I, I witnessed, you know, the tumultuous cycle of, of retail and the rise of supermarket flowers. And, and, you know, I saw firsthand how hard that was for florists who really depended on retail. So it was something that I was really interested in to see if we could approach the retail and brick and mortar side of flowers differently, where it's not sort of 100% our focus. Um, that's why we then ended up going mobile because we wanted to try something differently. But for us, um, it's twofold. One, just to sort of signal growth, try something new, um, cement our place a little bit more in our hometown of Huntington. And two, just to have more space. You know, we we have a, a studio. We also do a lot of work out of our home. Um, we have an adjacent building on our property. And between the pandemic and working from home and teaching our kids from home, we just really needed to shake things up, have another, you know, another space to do appointments with people, um, showcase some of our more permanent products, like our, our dried products and some other things just to test something new also, you know, meet people in person who might not be able to catch us at one of our events. And Jacqueline, you know, a lot of business owners watching this are doing the reverse pivot. You know, they're moving online. What would you say is the key to growth in, in that area? What have you learned uh, about finding uh, new customers on that digital platform? What would you say? For us, Instagram has been king. Um, we really attribute all of our 
business, knock on wood, to Instagram, which is really hard, you know, with the algorithm changing all the time. It takes a lot of work. Um, that and partnerships, you know, since day one, we really knocked on all the doors of any like-minded businesses just to say, hey, what can we do from a photo shoot to an event, to a workshop, to free flowers, to a giveaway, anything. Collaboration with other small businesses has been the number one focus and the number one growth tool for us. So if you're looking to go online, I would, you know, pay attention to that and, um, try to offer ways to help other small businesses. Cause that's really what we try to do. Help us help you kind of thing. And tell us Jacqueline, where you get the flowers. Yes. So we have about 10 to 12 different farmers that we source from all on Long Island, um, from as far as Orient to as far as Long Island city, Amagansett and everywhere in between. And we sort of rotate, you know, we, depending on what, um, what our farmers have, but we pick up and we source directly from them. So we cut, cut out the middle person entirely. And we're really committed to just working with whatever is available in the moment. Um, it's a more sustainable method. It supports our local farmers. Um, and we think it's more creatively liberating as well. Do you find that customers remark on the fact that you're getting flowers from local farmers? Do people pick up on that? Do they like it? They, they do. I would say, you know, a, a good portion of our customers really support us because of our, our mission. Um, or they like us because we designed a brown paper bag. <laughs> Those are the, sort of the two things. Either you see us with the truck, so maybe three things. You see us with the truck, you find us because of our, our mission and our commitment to local sourcing, or the fact that you like that we designed a brown paper bag. What's the brown paper bag? We call it flowers in a bag. It's literally a brown paper bag. Um, we're working on getting it, you know, protected in some way because it, it is a little bit unique. But um, it hosts, it holds our our vase inside, which has water. So we have a subscription. We call it the flowers in a bag subscription. We also do one-time deliveries. But with the subscription, each time um, they arrive artfully designed in water, and we swap out your vase so you don't have sort of the surplus of vases that stack up in your home. That's you have people get flowers weekly from you, weekly, biweekly, monthly for three months, six months, one month. Yeah. And Jacqueline, I know you're expanding right now into the city. So tell us about that expansion. What What are your plans? Yeah, so we've expanded our subscription deliveries into Brooklyn and Queens. We have a wait list for Manhattan, but we haven't quite crossed that line yet. Just the cost time alone. Um, it's hard, you know, there are some incredible designers, especially in Brooklyn. So it's definitely humbling, um, but it's been it's been nice and it's been validating to see people out of the core Long Island area, really pay attention to what we're doing. Um, our design aesthetic really has resonated with a certain group, especially in, in Brooklyn and, you know, Long Island City and those parts. So it's been it's been fun and it's also attracted some people in the media landscape and fashion world. And it's kind of cool to see those things. And Jacqueline, you touched there on something that a couple of people only have brought up at the CBS breakfast. And they've been people from the suburbs who have gotten up and told business owners don't be afraid to go into the city. A lot of people from the suburbs are apparently intimidated a little bit about trying to do business in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens. 
And you just once again confirm that and talk about how stimulating it is to take your product to the big town. Very cool. Thank you. It's it's stimulating. It is intimidating. Um, it's it's creatively challenging. It's validating as well, and it's tiring. You know, so I understand just the the commute alone, the traffic alone, is a is a lot to contend with. But it is something we're really interested in, and I I come from a a media and PR background, so. I have an interest in wanting to break into the city and, you know, be in the big leagues, quote unquote. <laughs> There's nothing like the big city. And Jacqueline, um, as you expand, you know, a lot of businesses right now, they're having trouble finding workers. I know you're hiring. Um, are you having issues um, finding skilled workers for hometown flower? And um, if so, is that hindering your ability to scale? Yeah, all of the above. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, we were lucky to hire uh, sort of my right-hand designer this season. She's she's phenomenal, um, and I really depend on her. Um, but it's been it's been very difficult to find drivers. It's been very difficult to find sort of just um, administrative and associate level support as well. It's tough, and and we can't scale if we don't have the support. It's just not sustainable. Last year with just me and Mark doing this, I would design until three, 4 a.m. every single night. And I have a bit of PTSD to be honest from it. So um, we found ourselves cutting off orders now, um, saying no to some events. Um, it, it's also hindered our ability to operate our pop-up fully. We haven't actually quote unquote done our grand opening because we just don't have regular reliable staff for it. So. That's been that's been hard for sure. Are you taking in any investors to help you grow faster, Jacqueline? You we need have people. not. Uh, we need people. We have not taken on any investors. Um, something we think about. Mark and I both maintain our. Uh, I guess. I guess I don't know what a day job is anymore, but our other career work um, to really help sustain the business so that we don't lose money, but that we're also not 100% banking on it yet. This is our third season, so we hope at the end of this, one of us can start to let go, but that that's our decision. Rather than taking on investors, is just to do triple the work, I guess, because we're parents as well. And there are some huge companies in the flower business. Have any of them contacted you and started to notice what you're doing and want to be your friend and maybe become your partner, Jacqueline? We we have gotten a couple of random inquiries. Um, <laughs> strangely, you know, it's not really stuff that I entertain because we try to just keep our head down and do our own thing. Um, and we have been approached by some investors in the past who have some strong opinions about what we, we should be doing. But um, I don't know. I, we just sort of keep our head down. I hope. I hope they're noticing us. I hope, in a in a nice way, because the thing about flowers is, you know, we could have tons of restaurants. We could have tons of pizza places in one town. But as soon as you have a second florist, it becomes really heated, and and that's unfortunate because florists um, don't really uplift each other as much. The competition is really really tight. Um, and it's an interesting space for us to play in since we we do direct to consumer. We only do local sourcing. We didn't have a storefront until now. So we sort of upset the apple cart a little bit, I would say. And some people like it and some people, you know, are confused by it, I guess. Well, I think you're going to be 
hearings from some more invest in, in investing people on your phone because as we <laughs> said in the beginning what you started doing before the pandemic uh really hits all the buttons for a lot of people now it's great to see you again jacqueline and, and to hear how well your business is doing congratulations thank you so much joe and neil it was so great seeing you both thank you for having me back on We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.